Fiasco was my first RPG. Not Dungeons and Dragons, not Call of Cthulhu, not even Pathfinder. Fiasco. When I saw it played on Will Wheaton's tabletop, I was enamored with it. This was the most interesting thing that had been just scratching at my storyteller's brain that was just developing in high school. I had only just started writing plays, but having seen this, this game, it fascinated me. Fiasco, for those of you who don't know, is a game about failure. It tries to emulate Caper Gone Wrong films and Coen Brothers movies. Its whole point is that it's about the joy of failing. You set up a big plan and then see how it crumbles. That's what made Fiasco so fun and so engaging. And I kept thinking about that game, so much so that I turned it into a little theater show. I still have never uploaded the second part to YouTube. I think I should at some point. Nevertheless, Fiasco made me really like think of the RPG as a storytelling tool more than I saw it as a game. So when junior year of high school came, I got a chance to play the big one, 5th edition. Dungeons and Dragons is a fine game. I was introduced to it and I made my first character. Uh, he was a cleric. His name was uh, Karetsin, which is uh, Turkish for damn it. And uh, he was a trickery domain cleric. I was just wanting to. I really liked dwarves back then. I don't quite know why. But there I was, playing a trickery domain cleric and just having a time being like a fun little pain in the ass every now and again. I think what made it fun was just like giving him a shtick, really playing into the character, picking the option that always created the most trouble. I was a little gremlin, I think, during my first game. I only ever did one session with him, but it was fun while it lasted. Then came the first time I ever got to try being a DM. You see, my friend Alex Chance, who ran that game, well, I was in, uh, I didn't have my character sheet for uh, after class one day, and he needed somebody to portray a villain. And so we came up with Captain Fluffy Pants, the Goblin Pirate. He was a pain in the player's ass. He had so much fun swinging his cutlass, being a nuisance. And then eventually when they caught him and tied him up, when he got away, when he wasn't killed, he pissed them off so much. So much so now that Captain Fluffy Pants has become like this reoccurring bad guy for them. That's just like, he can never die. And people just fucking hate his guts. It's actually kind of funny that this hatred still lasts to this day. If, uh, if Alex, if you're out there, I still actually use him every now and again. 
But high school came and high school went. Eventually, I ended up going to college and the first night of college, I ran fiasco for some people. We had a great time. I'll never forget the game of the Arctic Research Base where things went horribly, horribly wrong and people crashed a, a fire truck into the Arctic Research Base somehow. And of course, the legendary character that was Blake Watson. Uh. But after that, I decided, I said, hey, uh, what if I run Dungeons & Dragons for you guys? And... Uh, well, that was the beginning of Oops All Bards, and while I think it was absolutely a funny concept and an absolutely fun time running that game, I do feel as if your first game is always your worst game. There are a lot of mistakes I made during that, which, while it was fun and I enjoyed it, it, it didn't feel like I was running it right. I didn't quite figure it out yet. Oops All Bards was fun because... It was weird, it was chaotic, it was just doing all the things and seeing what we could do with 5th edition. But we didn't really have much regard for the rules, I think. Not much in terms of the way it's supposed to be played, and I think that's kind of the current style right now. With 5th edition, it's less about the rules as written and more about the ethos of play you bring to it. Being the most popular game system, it needs to have the broadest audience. But I think as a result of that, being having to update for the current zeitgeist, it fails as a result at uh, keeping, keeping up with things. But that's not a thing I would realize until much later. Oops All Bards came, and Oops All Bards went. I never felt satisfied with the way that campaign ended. I always felt like it was a little rushed, but it took me a while to figure out how to slow down. Sophomore year, I think, kind of started to click for me when I thought I wasn't as big a fan of 5th edition as I thought I was. As I played in a couple more games, I started to get kind of frustrated with the combat system started to get frustrated with the way that it took so long to do anything, how it felt like every session was a slog and that nothing was achieved. I hated that. I hated that there was no way for the system to really, to really work. And that was when my friend Cole introduced me to Dungeon World. This wasn't my first exposure to the Powered by the Apocalypse system. A friend of mine showed me Spirit of 77 a long time ago, but Cole was the first one to explain it to me. It was the first one to sit me down with it. it. was the first one to run a game with it. It's actually where the name Vitus comes from, actually. Uh, that was the name of my wizard for the first one. The last name of Varnus didn't come until I ran a, uh, a game, which I'll get to later. But Dungeon World made me reconsider how a game could be played. I really felt like we got a lot done during those sessions. I always felt like things were progressing and that we got to build the world together. It was getting to play... It was getting to run Dungeon World eventually, where I had a good time. I'll never forget... Uh, 
the campaign that only lasted one session because we never continued, but I absolutely loved the Chrome Cruiser crew because they were such well-developed, flesh-out characters with even the band, uh, take the, the band of witches, Taker of Men, and just the whole gang of the Chrome Cruiser. I loved those characters, and I still include them in things because I wish they got that full campaign they never received. But of course... You know, having run Dungeon World, again, I felt like it was a little bit too railroady. If I had a chance, I'd run it again. But I want to thank Cole in particular, because they helped me a lot with broadening my horizons about what an RPG could be, more so than I already had. Fiasco primed me to be okay with a lot more of out-there ideas, but Cole really sat down with me and showed me some of them. I might upload, if I get their permission, the time we played Dawn of Worlds together. I recorded that, and I think it has some of the most interesting, like, sort of a dialogue between the two of us as world builders, which it's a shame I never got to run that campaign, but maybe someday I will. Maybe I'll give it a second chance. Now, this is when we get to, right before I transfer college's junior year, Right before junior year of college starts, I would transfer into a new place. But right before that, I played a game with one Sebastian Janssen, Nagelfar, on the podcast. And they rocked my world. They, I forget the name of the system, but we played a one-shot. And it really, like, they were one of the most amazing GMs I ever played with. I think Nagel was the best GM I've ever played with. I genuinely look up to them as someone who I aspire to reach that level of. Playing with them showed me a lot about how you can change systems, break them, how you can embrace certain aspects and ditch others to really make the campaign yours and find the rules that that work with them. I think with them, I was able to really expand myself as a role player. And when I got to be the GM for them, I was really proud of the game I ran that day. It was my first ever... I played Call of Cthulhu a couple of times before, but I never really understood the system. But for the first time, I was running Ladybug, Ladybug, Fly Away Home, uh, published by Stygian Fox, and I absolutely recommend that scenario. I think it's one of the best-written scenarios I've ever had the privilege to run. But Ladybug, Ladybug showed me what a game could be. Like, that was the first time I ran a scenario and felt satisfied with it, that I allowed the players to go off the rails and they really played with it and I felt really confident then and so I proposed running Horror on the Orient Express for some folks and well then that's how I ended up here. I ended up doing this podcast and I really started running other systems and started futzing about figuring out what I liked and as time went on I fell disillusioned with 5e. But in order to get to that, I have to talk about the one campaign I ran at the new college. 
and I transferred. I ran a fifth edition campaign for the cooperative I live in. And it was Curse of Strahd. I, first time I ran a campaign like that out of the book. And I gotta say, running it, I rushed myself a bit, I admit, because I was always so nervous and antsy about finishing a campaign because I never have finished many before. But it was with, with this in particular that I felt the most dissatisfied. I felt like there was no real way to challenge them, no way to keep the gothic tone of that going because it's so easy to lose. The mechanics didn't reinforce what I wanted because they were a bit too broad. And that's what struck me about 5th edition, was that it was so rulesy and so complex that it was hard to get people involved without like dumbing it down. It was hard to get people interested. And I struggled to keep the campaign going. I struggled to teach and I struggled to get the system to work. Eventually the COVID-19 pandemic hit and that campaign ended, but we did finish it and we were about to begin another part of the story. I grew disillusioned with 5e, I think. I was being exposed more and more to other systems that could capture so much. And there were so many other systems I wanted to try that I think could do so many things. To this day, if I, if I can say this out loud, I await the day that when this pandemic ends and I can meet up in meet space again, I want to play Ten Candles because I think it's a the scariest RPG that might exist. But I might not ever get that chance until I can find the right group. Fifth edition was my gateway to traditional RPGs. But I don't think I like playing it. I don't think I like running it. There's so many rules, but they don't reward the player. They just kind of exist to make combat interesting. And that's the problem. D&D is about combat. It's about dungeon crawls. It's not about the stories I like to tell. It's not about conflict or drama. It's about combat. And if I want combat, I'll play a board game. I, over the last summer, I picked up a copy of Gloomhaven, and I started playing that, and I thought it was great. I enjoyed the combat system. It felt complex and rich, but also I always knew I was making a good decision. I, I could play Gloomhaven with my mom and get all the great experiences of really tense combat. Yeah, my mom. That's how quick and easy it was. I taught my mom Dungeons & Dragons once and it didn't quite stick. But Gloomhaven did. Gloomhaven is simple. It's memorable despite all of its components and complexity. You can teach it to someone and by round four, it they get it. The rules just make sense. And for a game all about combat with a little bit of story in there, I think it scratches my itch for when I want intense combat. But when I want... 
you know, stories, when I want drama and conflict and interpersonal interactions and a changing world or adventure or discovery or mystery or 5e is just too general. It, its mechanics are so broad that it wants to encapsulate everything because it's being forced to do everything by its current zeitgeist of what we think D&D ought to be, that it doesn't get to be itself and doesn't get to be good at any one particular thing, it kind of infuriates me that Dungeons & Dragons is synonymous with a tabletop RPG. It was interesting then that for the same co-op, I ran Call of Cthulhu. I re-ran Horror on the Orient Express. And that group clicked. I took my time a bit more that time. I learned from the mistakes from the first time. You, you learn a lot when you rerun a campaign for a new group. But what I learned was that Call of Cthulhu was kind of easy to pick up for people. It was quick and easy to kind of just go, I get it. And as I go into my cyberpunk game, which I'm about to run for the same, for my same uh, non-podcast groups, I begin to wonder, you know, how will this click? What stories can I tell with this? I think what's important is that... I think what's important is that you, when you want to decide what system you want to run, think about what story you're trying to tell and how do the rules help tell it. D&D tells stories of huge people who are super powerful defeating monsters. And it's good at that. But I think there's only so many stories you can tell with that. To me, give me my ten candles where horror slowly creeps in and we all inevitably die, but we hope for the best. Because there's many ways you can reinterpret the story of a ticking clock counting down to zero. Give me Call of Cthulhu with its desperate last-ditch attempts to hold on to your sanity and your life with your chances of going insane or dying. Give me Dungeon World with its creative, collaborative world-building and interconnectedness, where the line between player and GM is a lot thinner. Give me Ryutama, a game about traveling, a game about seeing the world and learning more about it. Give me Mithras, a game about living in a society, about being amongst people as much as it is about fighting things. And give me Fiasco, my precious game about failure. I think that's why 5e doesn't click with me as it used to. Because 5th edition is all power fantasy and rarely struggle. 
There's too many ways to escape death, too many ways to resurrect the dead. It's why we like playing at first to fifth level, because it's the only parts where you really feel challenged. And you know what? Character building is a weird term. You don't build a character, you find them. They become your friend and a second person. Building them makes them sound like a piece of a game, tool or a component. Give me games where I care about my character's motivations. Give me games that make me cry. Give me games that make me think. Give me games that let me solve mysteries. And give me games that make it fun to fail. Goodbye, 5e. You were a great system when I knew you, but I don't think I need you anymore.